0: The SFU Faculty of Environment respectfully acknowledges that its three campuses are situated on the traditional unceded territories of the Musqueam, Squamish, Tsleil-Waututh, Katsi, Kwikwetlem, Kakite, Kwantlen, Semiamu, and Suwasan peoples. We are grateful to be living, working, and learning on these lands. Hey, Marina here. Just jumping in with a little note, after recording this episode with Dina, we learned that she's been accepted into the Master's in Resource Management program at SFU, and she'll be going into the planning stream this fall. So congratulations, Dina, and I hope everyone enjoys the episode. Welcome to the Green Collar Podcast, a career podcast series with SFU's Faculty of Environment. My name is Marina Miller. I'm an SFU geography student currently working in the Dean's office. Each of these conversations is a peek into the career journey of our alumni. We sometimes think it will be a straight line, but that is rarely the case. Each step could take us down a different path and that is part of the fun. Today I am joined by Dina Seregi. Dina graduated with a Bachelor of Environment in Global Environmental Systems in 2020. And has diverse work co-op and volunteer experience. She currently holds several positions including youth programs coordinator for Metro Vancouver and facilitator for City Hive. Dina was also my first university friend so I'm really glad to talk to her today. Welcome Dina.
1: Hi Marina, thanks for having me.
0: (laughs) I hope that life is treating you well this year. Um, I see all your amazing art on Instagram. So that must be keeping your free time busy, your little side business.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, definitely in 2020, um, w- it was a time where, you know, we all had um, some unaccounted time to, to do mm-hmm. some things that we enjoy, um, whatever that is. I know you also picked up the hobby of kind of doing some art, uh, which is yeah. fun. Yeah, yeah got to do stuff with
0: our hands when we're spending all day on the computer. You know, I'm exactly. a, I'm, I, I was tempted to buy a pack of polymer clay this week and just make stuff with clay. So, yeah, I think we all need a little bit of a hobby. Um, yeah, well, definitely. Yeah. First off, I just wanted to jump in and ask what drew you to SFE Environment and the GES program?
1: In high school, um, a lot of my teachers went to SFU and graduated from SFU. Um, and I have I had heard a lot of great things about um, like SFU as an institution. And these were, you know, teachers that um, I quite enjoyed having classes with specifically geography and social studies and English teachers. Um, and, you know, because of that and also um, going through, all the different programs that universities offer, I was looking for something that included geography, but not specifically um, a very narrow down specific type of geography. And the good thing about um, the GES program, the Global Environmental Systems program at SFU is that, um, as you know, um, you get a mix of um, physical geography, human geography, if you want to do some um geographic information science work and so I thought it was a good blend of a few things that I was interested in Um, and so I picked SFU and I'm really happy I did Um, I had a great experience met some really great professors and friends and um, colleagues so yeah I had a really good experience with that. Yeah you're, you're totally
0: right with the GES program for people who are a little undecided on what they wanna do or they still don't know what specifics they like, that's a
1: really good program under that environment umbrella. On that undecided note, um, it really does provide for you to be able to pick which stream within GES you want to do based on like the freedom of what courses you take. Um, so there's a lot of freedom within that as well which is there is and
0: you know you can go a specific route or do like what I did and I just kept it generalist from beginning to end essentially and did a little bit of everything and that's also okay as well Um, and I think on a now that you've graduated from that program I think many students at this point are contemplating whether they should go further go further and get a master's
1: degree is this something that you've considered Mm -hmm. So because of the variety of things you can do in the GES program, um, there were a lot of different options for pursuing a master's degree. Um, I did think about it. And um, for me, that is planning the planning program. Um, So at SFU, that would be the MRM program, um, the RAM masters in the planning stream. I'm really interested in that. And um, and even if you don't want to pursue like a, a planning career or just like a general um, resource and environmental management. Um, there's other things you can do like GIS um, with a master's degree in that field. So there's a lot of different options and GIS really sets you up um, for kind of those master's programs and also some general ones like if you want to be a teacher. Um, so I think it's a great program for that as well. and yeah, um, it is something I've considered, um, and we'll see what happens with that for now. <laughs> yeah, that's fun.
0: It's, it's a hard decision, but there's also so many options, so it's exciting at the same time. Wow. Next, I'll pivot a bit to volunteer work. Um, I know you've done lots of volunteering since high school, and some of that's connected to your current jobs, um, but you've volunteered with Embark Sustainability, Fair Trade Canada, and Big Brothers and Sisters, just to name a few, what value do you see in volunteering for professional and personal development?
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, So with volunteering, it's really an opportunity to um, have the freedom to experience some of the different things that you can do in your career and um, where you're not necessarily tied down to Like a job format. Um, A lot of the volunteer positions are kind of like as you need, as they need you for something, and you have a few hours in the week, which is great. Um, One of the really good volunteer experiences that I had was with Embark Sustainability at SFU, as well as Fair Trade Canada, also at SFU. Um, I kind of I was drawn to those two um, volunteer positions. And programs because um, I really saw the value of um, food and like food systems, especially in our. We we learn about this in GES and, and geography about like where our food comes from and food waste and how we value food. Um, once, you know, in the packaging to the consumption as well as um, the disposal of food, um, and so having that opportunity to volunteer. Um, in the area of the theme of food with Embark and Fair Trade Canada Um, it really allowed me to solidify my interests um, and that being food planning is one of them and yeah I think volunteering is a great experience and also like for personal development Um, when you're just starting out your undergrad and you want to apply for jobs or summer positions um, when you have a bit of volunteer experience you kind of you know you gain public speaking skills maybe sending emails and interacting with um, people on campus and having conversations and that really helps build your soft skills for when you want to do co-op or get a job in the future
0: yeah that's really put, put well um, it has benefits both for your future career path and for those soft skills which are arguably just as important as your resume points um, And you mentioned co-op, you did, you did some co-op experiences with North Van Arts and Destination BC. How was that for you? And what did you learn the most from those experiences?
1: Mm -hmm. That's a really good question. So my first co-op was with the North Vancouver Community Arts Council, um, North Van Arts. And with that, it was working on a cultural map um, for the North Shore and it was a nonprofit, so I got to experience what it's like working um, for a nonprofit, as you know, with programs like our degree, there's a lot you can do from working with nonprofits to for profits, government, and, um, you know, being able to experience the dynamics in different types of um, structures really helps you understand your personality and what works best for you, like which type of position, whether it's nonprofit, government or private. And I really enjoyed um, the nonprofit world. I thought it was a really cool experience and opportunity because their work is quite unique. Um, usually it's project based, not necessarily um, a continuous position. And so you get to work on unique things that go on for maybe three or four years and then they move on to another project. Um, so that was really good. And with Destination BC, that was for the Visitor Center um, in North Vancouver is the one that I did and it was great because coming from a geography background, you kind of understand tourism from that lens and seeing it play out um, at the front, you know, like Mm -hmm. talking to visitors and kind of seeing the different perspectives they have um, was really interesting and it allows you to apply some of the critical thinking skills that you gain in your classes. Um, so that was also a really good experience. Yeah, I wouldn't expect geography to
0: necessarily apply in a critical way to a tourism desk, but that's really cool that you can notice that it did apply, and I think to anyone listening who's just entering co-op and or even doing their first, that even if the job isn't directly related to what you want to do or what you think you want to do, like try and search for learning experiences in that and try and be mindful of what you're doing there because it's it'll always teach you something. You currently do a mix of contract work and other things. You work for Metro Vancouver and City Hive and it sounds like sometimes you're at that tourism desk. Every once in a while, you have many hats and it's hard for me to keep track of all the things you're doing. So I wanna know what does a typical week look like for you and what is your favorite part
1: Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, Sometimes I have a hard time keeping track of um, all the hats that I wear. Um, But yeah, for sure, I can start off with Metro Vancouver. Um, So I have a position with them for Youth for Action, which is a youth-led initiative and community building and networking um, where we connect students across the Metro Vancouver region. Um, to you know very like to each other so all the school districts can meet each other and interact and we have workshops and events and provide resources um, about Metro Vancouver services um, so I really enjoy that opportunity um, it's one of my favorite positions that I've had um, I get to work with a lot of different people um, It it's a regional government so you get to meet all types of people from Um, individuals who work on their marketing and um, you get to meet city planners and biologists and you know people who work um, at the treatment centers like the solid waste and liquid waste so it's really interesting to see that um, you know an organization where you think you know what they do there's just so many more layers to what they do and it's really Fun to learn about all of that um, and kind of see the different career paths available at a big regional government. Um, so I really enjoy working at Metro Vancouver and being able to see all those various roles that people have. Um, and, you know, with City Hive, City Hive is a nonprofit that works with um, also networking with youth from 18 to 30. Um, And with that, I was involved with the EnviroLab cohort, which is about a three to four month program um, where youth from all different backgrounds, whether that being students or working professionals come together to work on a project. And the theme that I was um, involved with was zero waste and circular economy. And um, being able to facilitate those conversations between people, and presenting projects at the end to the general public is really interesting. I think that as young people and youth, we have a lot of power and opinions and um, knowledge that we hold that is important for you know um, others to hear and learn from. And so I, I really also enjoy working in that realm. And I guess to answer your question about a typical week, Um, sometimes I have things for all the different positions I do throughout the week. Um, I like to, you know, color coordinate my calendar, um, for each position and it's, it's really fun and dynamic because, you know, you're in the headspace to do one thing. And then, you know, in the afternoon, you're flipping to do something else. Um, so you have to be quick on your feet and kind of, um, keep track of everything you're doing, which can be really fun, um, just coming out of school. That's awesome. Yeah, and I mean, you kind of touched
0: on the things you've enjoyed at those jobs, but is there one part of your week that you really like doing, even if it's not your work maybe, but is there something that's sort of your highlight of any
1: week that you really enjoy? Yeah, um, I would say that transition between the different positions I I really enjoy because Mm -hmm. you know you get to be a part of um, various teams um, and work with different people. So, I really like to be able to switch and kind of um, like, what do you call it? Like, change your work? Yeah, hat? I don't yeah. know.
0: <laughs> I like that too. I, a lot of people I've talked to already enjoy variety in their jobs. And, um, you know, when you think of a typical worker, you think of someone at their desk all day at the same job, nine to five. But for our generation, work is really changing, and the way our weeks look is changing. And I think the week you usually live, is gonna become more common than not um, because there's so many different volunteering and working positions to do and the service industry is you know, ballooning all the time. Um, so yeah, that sounds really exciting. I mean, I got to, I went and attended one of those City Lab zero waste presentations last week because that was the end of the thing. And I was super impressed by how well those cohorts Had their visions for a zero waste project for the city. I was impressed by how well it flowed and you know it's not easy to facilitate a group of strangers or you know just people from all different backgrounds. It's not easy to do so that's a really great skill and I'm happy you have gotten to be involved with that and City Hive's a really great organization so I I recommend everyone look it up who lives in Vancouver or not. You've successfully Pursued a few different contract positions, and I think we overlook the uniqueness of this. And I was just talking about how more it's becoming more common. Do you think a lot of employers post contract work, and is there a particular place you look for this, or is it more weighted on networking and just staying connected with past employers?
1: Yeah, for sure, that's a really good question. Um, I think it's a lot of networking, but You know if you're motivated and and you're interested it's um the network is very welcoming um there's always room and um opportunities for um recent grads and people who weren't involved in the past to be involved and you know once you get to know um different organizations and and a few people within each organization it it you know you can kind of feel what it's like to be in that community um I do have to say being in contract work requires a lot of time and energy and um, dedication, you know, like keeping up with um, the news and your LinkedIn networks and what's happening in different organizations. Um, So it really requires like active involvement, um, but there's always opportunity and there's always room to get involved. And, I think that a lot of people that I've met doing contract work or through doing contract work um, start off this way. And eventually, you know, once they've had a few different contract positions, they find their calling and they find what what they're good at and what they want to do. And sometimes you go from being a contractor to a full-time employee at an organization. Um, So a lot of young people will, will start out this way and as they get a little bit older, after a few years of experience, will land um, a full-time position that's you know more permanent and not and more traditional, um, less contract. <laughs> so yeah, it definitely is a great opportunity for young people to explore what the different things that they can do and what they like um, without being tied down immediately.
0: And especially in our industry, environment is changing all the time and it's becoming more relevant all all the time in every industry. You know, we're environment students and I think most of our peers chose this field because they wanna make a positive impact. I know that was one of my goals uh, in starting this program. It may be too early to tell, but do you feel like you're making a difference either indirectly or directly at this point in your career? Yeah,
1: for sure. Um, So with, you know, at Metro Vancouver, I do work with high school youth. And sometimes when you're doing the work, um, it doesn't feel like you're, you have an impact, but you don't really see it. It's, you know, after a while, when you see the types of things that those students that you've um, interacted with and impacted, you know, the, the changes that they're making in their lives is that's when, it hits you that oh I've had a positive impact um maybe it's not like immediate immediate like you don't see it right away mm-hmm. um but it does come with time and um it's really rewarding when you do see the positive impact when it's visible um and it's very motivating to keep going and um encouraging to continue doing what you're doing and yeah I would say that Um, the reward is there. Sometimes it takes time to see it. And yeah, you should just keep going. Don't give up. Definitely. Students who are graduating
0: soon, I know you just recently graduated, maybe trying to get that critical first job or in your case, first jobs that may carry over or not. And this can be daunting. Um, Do you have any advice off the top of your head how to stand out from the pack when you're applying for jobs and with that added layer of pandemic job searching you may have some insights on that too
1: oh definitely I know you know I I graduated in May and it was very hard because that's you know when the pandemic was first Mm -hmm. we were first seeing the economy effects yeah and um, the advice that I have is for anyone trying to stand out or you know, be successful in that job search is don't take rejection personally. Um, It's important to note that, you know, every position is getting a lot of applicants. And when you're when you don't get that position, it's not about you. It's about how um, it's a lot of different factors. It's how many individuals applied, what backgrounds they have. um, And it's important to um, just keep going and, you know, not stop. So what I did, for example, is I had an Excel sheet and I applied to over 60 jobs. Mm. Wow. <laughs> so it, it was a lot, but you know, with every new position that you're applying to, your cover letter improves a little bit. Um, you're constantly changing and um, adjusting your language and your cover letter. And um, I think it's really good practice and applying for jobs is not easy. And I think the co-op program at SFU really set me up for success in that. I know we go through like vigorous workshops on how to write cover letters and the co-op coordinators are always so welcoming and encouraging and they're ready to, you know, look over a resume for you or look over your cover letter and help you out. And so having that experience um, really helped. And I think my advice is to just keep going. Don't give up. Sometimes you're not going to hear back from everyone and sometimes you will. And and even if you don't get the position, you get to meet a lot of interesting people in the field in your interview and um, build connections that way. And, you know, you can try connecting with them on LinkedIn. And if there's a future opportunity, um, apply again. And so, yeah, I would say stay encouraged. Don't give up. Eventually it's going to work out. That's great advice. Definitely keep trucking through. I
0: I need to hear that advice too, so I'm graduating soon. And it's kind of funny giving career advice when I need it myself sometimes. Um, We can all take our own advice too. And I think, I mean, I did co-op as well and I'm on co-op now. And on that note of rejection, I think co-op also prepares you for that, getting rejected 10, 20 times is good to do early because then you're not so freaked out when you exit university and no one's getting back to you. I'm definitely bracing myself for that this summer. So um, I I recommend anyone listening, take advantage of the SFU Career Services because they can just consult with you one-on-one about your resume and give you advice. And I went to an amazing workshop about how to get a job during COVID and they hold workshops like that, I'm sure pretty often so definitely look them up I mean on a similar note um now that you've left SFU is there anything you wish you had done on any of these topics while you were there or is there anything you're really grateful that you did take advantage of
1: yeah for sure um I would say one of my favorite things about SFU is how approachable everyone is and I think that um students who are listening should always, you know, take the time to connect with their professors and learn from them, you know, always go to office hours. Um, Sometimes a professor might be teaching one course, but there's a lot that they do um, and a lot of research and a lot of knowledge that they hold. Um, And so I think something that I wish I did more is interact with professors and kind of meet with them and talk to them and they always have great advice um and one thing that I think I did take advantage of was trying to be involved as much as possible um so you know doing doing the co-op program um I met a lot of uh, different people from you know faculty of environment and also um I got a lot of great resources and connecting with the various student groups within your faculty or your interest areas for example um GSU which is the geography student union that I know Marina you've been a part of Mm. and you know um, all these networks are great support systems and we all learn from each other and and support each other um, because we're all in the same boat Um, and yeah I would say really try to be involved as much as possible and learn about all the resources that are available to you including people um, and and professors and advisors and learn from them. Well, I mean, we cover it a lot today
0: and your story is really interesting. And the best part is that it's only the beginning of your journey and uh, all of our journeys too. So it was really great to hear your story. And it's always fun for us here in the Dean's office and me hosting this to connect with alumni I'm meeting so many cool people through this and thanks so much for taking time out of your day to give back to SFU.
1: Thanks for having me I think this is a great um, initiative I think the podcast is great um, and learning from various people so yeah thanks Marina.